Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skin Care harnesses nanofibers tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly. But that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. Can you- back to the bar. These are your two favorite bitches. Christy, I'm bitch number one, I think by default. <laughs> and I'm Kelly, bitch number two, because I deserve to be second. No, you second have definitely first. been first bitch so far. Second is the first to lose. I don't know if you've ever heard. Oh, I've heard that. I don't care. I like to lose being a bitch. Yeah. Well, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. But look, we have a third bitch with us today. We do. Hello, you little bitch. Mr. James. Hello. I'm bitch number three, I guess, for the purposes of today. (laughs) Actually, you were bitch number three for quite Mm. some time, if I do recall correctly. Yeah. That's very true. Almost an entire year. You were a fun little partner in crime back in the day. I know. Well, I was talking to Brooke this morning and I'm like, you know, I'm filming this afternoon. And I said, James is coming on. And she's like, oh, I loved him. Yeah. (laughs) There's not many people on the show that Brooke would say that about. So that is definitely a good thing. Yes. So James, we'll, before we get into thanking our Patreons. So James is one of our producers from the show. Do you want to tell us what, I don't know exactly what your title was. What, what Did you have a specific producer title? I don't know. Yes. I was the supervising field producer. I don't know. What that means. Technically on a show that was better staffed, I would be in charge <laughs> yeah. of a team of producers that would go out and like, as far as like setting up locations and making sure that everyone's released to be on camera and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, Given that we were a ragtag, uh, (laughs) small and lean (laughs) team, there isn't a lot of actual supervising that happened. It was more like, Hey, you were a producer James go find a location and then get it cleared. And then, like then you guys would show up at location and I Bring would kind these of like bitches to the location. <laughs> and then and, we'd talk about what the scene was and you know, all that fun stuff. And were you were you just with us on season two? I did. Well, you remember season two was technically season two and season two point five. Yes. Oh. We, we had a lot of those. <laughs> Let's drag out your contract. <laughs> the drag out your contract season. So oh. basically you were with us for like four hundred and sixty-five weeks. It was almost a full year. <laughs> right. I remember. It was yeah. terrible. Not you, just the the schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was rough because it's like I landed in Pittsburgh right after after Halloween, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly when we started filming. Then I was in Pittsburgh off and on. We came back a couple times to LA. <clears throat> and then I was in Pittsburgh, I think, until... The next September, August, September. Yeah. Yeah. We were there. We were, we, I, <laughs> Kelly and I talk all the time. Kelly and I, 
we talk about like sitting in airports on December 23rd, you know, like yeah. we make Christmas happen. So it was a tough schedule. And that's something that we always talk about is how tough that schedule was. Um, but before we get into all of that fun, um, let us take care of a few housekeeping issues and then we'll get into all the fun. Cause again, we don't invite very many people on here. This is a very exclusive bitch club. So consider <laughs> yourself privileged, honored, and special. Oh, I do. And especially with my two favorite bitch moms. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, okay. So we're going to start off by thanking our Patreon subscribers this week. These are people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and uh, subscribe to our exclusive content that you can only find on Patreon. And Cal, the list just keeps going on and on and on. I know it's like um, never ending, never ending, but I do have to say, if you do go over to Patreon, you're going to have access to all of the month's worth of content that's already there. So there's so much stuff. So if you need like an overdose of Christine Kelly, this is the place to go. I swear. <laughs> bring on <All> the right. <laughs> alcohol. You're going to yeah, bring it. on the alcohol for sure. <laughs> so we're going to thank uh, Amelie, Haley, Alyssa, Ulani, Lauren, Izzy, Mora, Rachel, Tay, Maisie, Carly, Sam, Carrie Ann, Megan, Allison, Grace, Ava, Victoria, Dimia, Zach, Megan, Emily, Audrey, Houston, Rachel, Karina, Alex, Jackie, Kayla, Alexis, Megan, Brooklyn, Tiana, Katrina, Kyla, Heather, Allison, Grace, Skylar, Ashley, Sadie, Juliana, Lauren, Haley, Fiona, Michaela, Bryn, Carrie, Valentina, Brittany, Jamie, L, Matt, Megan, Josie, Riley, Kaylee, Peyton, Teresa, Danielle, Riley, Hannah, Aaron, Karina, Tessa, Shannon, Bailey, Alex, Caitlin, Desiree, Guinevere, Jordan, Mira, Adriana, and Emily. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Kelly, what are you drinking? Well, I wanted to see if James would remember. Uh-oh. Does it say mommy? My too? menage a trois. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? You guys used to buy me cases of this shit. <laughs> and I have a funny story. I don't know if you were there, but somebody was talking about like a menage a trois or something on like the PAs or something. And Paige says, oh, my mom loves that. <laughs> they, they were talking about the different kind of menage a trois. And Paige was talking about my wine. Yes, but that's my favorite. And if I, they knew you for one minute, they knew that you did not like yeah, it. It was not the menage a trois I was talking about. But yes, cheers. I'm having menage a trois in the good old dance mom's days. What are you drinking, James? Did you show up with a cocktail because you know better? Uh, yes. Uh, in keeping with the part of the overarching theme of today's episode, uh, I'm having a Manhattan. There you go. You go, boy. <laughs> I had, um, what did I have the other day? I had an old fashioned. Oh my God. I could barely drink the thing. I I could like, I was like touching it to my lips. Like we were filming at like 10 AM and I'm having like an old fashioned, but someone made it for me. Oh my God. Well, that thing was awful. Oh my God. I couldn't drink it. I I could smell it through the computer. I know it was bad. It It was horrific. I honestly, 
I have my albuterol inhaler. That's part of my, like my little high today. I got one sitting here too. Yeah. I cannot breathe. This is killing me. I just have, um, I was going to get a hurricane, but this is not that episode. So I just got, I just got, it looks like water. Mm -mm. I'm thinking you're cheating. You got Um, water. Diane, (laughs) she's in the background. Am I cheating? What's that? This is a vodka soda, not water. I literally cleared my chest when I took my first sip. I was like, okay, it'll make you feel better. You should have a hot toddy. I don't want a hot toddy. Do you remember that time that that bitch made us drink hot toddies? I like them. I like them. But I like tea. I don't know. Maybe the hot toddy. We we got a hot toddy though at Mohan's. They don't know how to make those. Well, Mohan's didn't know how to make a hot toddy. Come on. <laughs> Mohan's didn't know how to make anything but fried cheese logs, <laughs> chicken wings. <laughs> fried tea. I do yeah. we go to Mohan's? No, that was last episode. The Mohan's. Yeah. Oh, I miss Mohan's. Oh, All right. Good times. <laughs> oh, good times. Well, Kel, I was laughing as we were going through and I was watching this episode and I was like, well, it's not wearing a whole lot of headbands. However, she does talk about the Abby Lee dance company, like as the Abby Lee dance company. And she mentions the Abby Lee dance company about four times, billion yeah. times. And I was like, maybe I, we should drink for that. I saw a lot of fur too. There's a lot of fur. Yeah. There's a, a lot, lot of, of expensive fur. So James, you might need a chaser for that drink because you're going to be drinking a lot there, buddy. <laughs> there are certain. I need to, I need to downgrade this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, are we so, ready to take this on? Yeah. So we're on episode two or season two, episode thirteen, and it's called Abigaden. But we are in New York City, and they show us walking down the street, and we're going into the. Um, dance studio that we're filming at and may i say that we all have a carpet bag yes do you remember our carpet bags yeah. james oh Them i totally remember the carpet things. bags yes we all have but one it of was those as it was long. brent who used to say why do you guys always carry carpet bags yeah we liked them i still use mine do you i mean yeah i think they're handy for you guys for all the stuff you had to carry yeah yeah wait i have a question was Brent a cameraman yet in this season? Yeah. So is this when we, when I brought my cousin to be a nanny for Clara in New York City? Was Clara there? Uh, was this then? I think it I was. I can't remember. Later. It was this, I think it was the second time. We went to New York. Yeah. Because Brent liked my cousin. He kept saying, yes. like, where is she? And I was like, <laughs> babysitting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hit of my albuterol. You go ahead. Okay. So we see Abby in interview, and she's telling us that we're in New York City to attend an um, audition for the Joffrey Ballet School. And then Abby's clapping, yelling for us to let's go get into the studio. So all the girls come in, and she tells them that this is big time. Uh, that they are at the dance mecca of the world. And that um, everybody that they pass on the street has probably taken a dance lesson at some time in their life. (laughs) And you can tell what time it is on her watch ring because she has like a little ring that has a watch face on it. She really to her watch. She has a watch on and then a watch ring. And it's both blue plastic rhinestone shit. Of course. There was a lot of very chunky jewelry happening. I noticed. There was a ring pop situation. There was the whole nine. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
but she tells the girls mm-hmm. that there's that lots of kids can win competitions and crowns, but there's only a handful mm-hmm. of them that make it in the industry. So then she goes on and talks about last week's competition, and she says that the group routines um, won't win until everyone is at the same level. And then they show a flashback of last week's award ceremony and um, what we thought we won first place. For Nip Yeah. Yeah. And the girls were like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Whose phone's buzzing? James. Sorry. James. I'm turning it off. I'm Bottom trying. of the pyramid. I'm totally off <laughs> of the pyramid. It's not Obby. even funny. Yeah. Obby. Sorry, I thought I got all the notifications. Yeah, okay. Abby found out you were on here. She's threatening to see. <laughs> yeah. Same, right? But Abby says that um, we need to be in unison in unison for the choreography. And then she says on her interview that last week the girls lost again and that they weren't dancing together and they need to bond as a group. Or we need to have more time to practice a dance. Yeah, that would be, that would be very helpful. Right. But, but she tells them, yeah, she, she tells them that the group dance is more important than the solos. So I don't know if she thinks you guys spend too much time on solos because ain't my kids. They ain't got no solos. <laughs> so I'm thinking that was at you. But wait, what were the so- watercolor? But I'm pretty sure she spent all of her time on Maddie's solo because the Joffrey judge was there. Remember, it was all about her and the Joffrey guy. Yeah. And but we yeah. had the two trios. Yeah. So, James, you didn't have to watch that bullshit. This is the one where we did Nip Tuck. The one thing I can remember about that particular, the Nip Tuck episode, was, A, weren't the dance moms, Miami dance moms, weren't they there for that one? Oh, I don't know. We were in Miami. No, there was one one Michigan competition we went to that the dance moms, the Miami dance moms, came up and we were like, we must not have did that one yet because well okay. unless they just didn't show them yeah they Maybe. didn't show them on there. yeah we didn't see them on there but the the main thing i can remember was it was like an hour and 20 minutes outside of detroit this particular location yeah and the hotel i believe was refurbished in 1985 last mm-hmm. and the whoever had my room uh smoked a lot of winston's we always had very classy motels this was the motel motel outside of detroit right it was like a hardcore motel i think i think it was that one yeah (laughs) that was the place that i had nia chloe and Paige. they were hanging out in my room and they had those giant laptops with their like names on the cover yeah and they were sitting in my room and they were like we should Google ourselves and they Googled themselves and they're like, there's a lot of pictures of us. And then they started Googling. They're like, Google my friend, like Maddie from not Maddie Ziegler, but like Maddie from school. And they're like, Oh, she's not up. There's not a lot about Maddie. I'm like, you freaks you're on TV. Like they didn't. (laughs) That's funny. Let me just say that, that those large computers that you were talking about, that is one of the computers I'm using. Well, it's not theirs, but mine. I bought them at the same time. That's why you still look like you are. I'll be quiet. I got my new one. I just, I have to wait for Brooke to hook it up. Yeah. You don't know how to work it. Okay. We're not very tech savvy on this podcast, James. I don't know if you could tell. All good. <laughs> look, okay, you're not so... here for our tech savvy. You're here for our uh, charm and good looks. Exactly. Right, 
So then we go to our fun pyramid. And of course, Paige is at the very bottom. And what? she said, that never happens. Oh, no. But but here's what I get. She fixed her arms. She had one correction to fix her arms. And she did fix those arms. But she was on her phone. Right. So that's why she's at the bottom of the pyramid. Chloe forgot her dance on stage. Chloe forgot her dance. And Nia did something like all of them did something wrong in the dance. Paige did not. But she's at the very bottom because she was on her cell phone. Meanwhile, I can guarantee you every one of those girls were on their cell phone. (laughs) She always comes up with dumb shit for Paige. Always. Uh But you see me rolling my eyes as Abby's saying it. And I said, I spoke up and said she gets no credit for doing her back talk or her press. It's her phone. And Abby says credit. And she applauds like sarcastically, like with her miserable ass face. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm in the interview and I said that Paige did great in the great in the group number. And Abby doesn't give her enough credit. Um, Abby sticks Paige in the back and ignores her. And I don't know. I say, I think that Paige can hold her own. I I can step in. in, Step in James. So the behind the scenes moment here is part of what my job as producer was, was I would take notes of like what happened every day. And then I would conduct interviews after we'd filmed the week. So generally, as you both know, my interviews were Christy Kelly, sometimes Dr. Holly, Abby. And then like a lot of times I would do Chloe Page and Brooke because I felt like, Brooke, Paige, and I were, we were pretty good. We were pretty close. So I was able to like work with them and not yeah, have it sound. Because there's an art to the interview where it's like, you have to like remind people of what happened and to get them to like talk about the events to make in it sound natural. Person. And in um, present. I always yeah. sucked at interview. You did I not was... suck at interview. You were actually uh, good at interview, but oh gosh, I know it's. It's, I mean, it's a grueling process though. Cause like you guys would be in the chairs for an hour, hour and a half each week. Me, with... I was in the chair for like three and four. I mean, yeah, you would, you talked a lot though. So that was a good thing. <laughs> it was a good thing for us, but you know, it, for you, it, was, it sucked uh... for me because I was out there waiting to come in. Yeah. yeah. Well, huh. James, we had talked about before. Um, one of the hardest parts of an interview is trying to put yourself back and talk about it in present tense. Cause when things happen naturally as a human, you talk, talk about, about it in past tense. tense. Yeah. You'd be like present tense, present tense, like interrupting. And <clears throat> I've actually said this a couple of times on the show, personally, for me, in my opinion, my season two interviews are some of my very best because you and I had a really fun rapport. And so you would get me to say shit that I would not really say <laughs> like, because we would be bantering about things and I would give like 17 riffs of something. For instance, the gift that I would give Abby, I think I had said things like I put a chain around her refrigerator, a padlock or a wire her jaw shut. And it was Weight Watchers, <clears throat> the gift that kept on giving that was used. Because <laughs> um, yeah. it was like, what would you give her to help her lose weight or something like that? And so... You know what I mean? Like, that's why oh, my yeah. interviews were funny then, because you and I had fun doing it. Yeah, that that we did. <clears throat> but anyway, so I decided to step in for that okay. little thing. But... but what were you going to say about it? You you wanted to say, did you want to say behind the scenes about what Abby had said about, or Kelly had said about Paige? No, I'm just like kind of like setting it up. But it was also from the producer perspective, 
what we would do is every, we would have to go in and talk with Abby, like what she wanted to do with the pyramid. And so justify. Abby got to pick. So it, it really wasn't like, like the, cause seriously Paige didn't mess up and three of the other girls did. So why, like, why would Paige be at the bottom? Uh, I have no earthly idea, but yeah, no, Abby, Abby, Abby decided that Abby generally did not. The one time, I mean, there were several times when we had fights with Abby about where she wanted to put people on the pyramid, just because like, I don't think anyone would be surprised that she was predisposed to just say Maddie's the best every mm-hmm. week. And we'd be like, well, you can't, there needs to be levels. Like yeah. we have to like change sometimes, it up. Sometimes it has yeah. to be changed up a little bit. Cause otherwise it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Complete bullshit where you're like, Oh, so the one fight I remember having was when <laughs> I was, I was adamant that Paige had to be at the top of the, the one pyramid. Cause I think she yeah. was only in the top once, right? Yeah. I think it was when she won that or won her solo. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was Jill, all like, I was like, Abby, like, I can't, like, you have to like put Paige on top of the pyramid this week. Like, it's not a. Um, I mean, it seems stupid. Otherwise, you know, like, I think this seems stupid because she's on the bottom and three people did something wrong. Like, I, it just makes no sense. Just right there shows like favoritism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as if we need more supporting evidence, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Mackenzie on the bottom row and um, Abby says uh, you can improv if it's early in the music with the solo, but a trio, you need to be partners. Then we have Chloe and she says that it's time to face the music. She forgot her routine. Yep. And then we have a flashback of the part Chloe forgot. I mean the the one two three run. That's the part I forgot. But dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she says that you're not seven anymore. You're ten years old. You can't make up your own thing. She gets a pink slip. She would get a pink slip if she and she would be in the unemployment line. But when Chloe stopped dancing life. in Tahoe, didn't she tell her if you forget your dance, just make just something keep doing stop. something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she tells everybody that. Right. So I, are we going to drink for contradictions? Cause that's another fun little drinking game here. You're going to be really drunk, James. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. I have to get a refill, have to get a refill soon. Hey, I gotta, I gotta be sober enough to go to bingo people. Bingo oh, yeah. night. It's bingo night. Kelly goes to bingo on Monday nights. Yes. Dad. I won last week. Oh, <gasps> how much did you win? Well, it's a long story. I won 350, but I gave half to some person that I shouldn't have. Well, is that you being nice? Or you I being- was being nice, but she oh. was being a bitch. Whatever. Oh. I gave it to her anyways. <laughs> but so then we have the middle row. We have Mia and she was working through her foot injury. <laughs> Everything worked out. But she tell Abby tells her over and over about her technique that she needs to work on. Thing with a broken foot. Good job. No. <clears throat> Don't mind Diane back there. I, I see your feet. <laughs> I see your feet. But um, Abby says to Nia, do you want to fix it? Do you want to make it better? And if she does, then she will. And then there is Brooke. Um, she did what she needed to do, but that's what she always does. She wants more from Brooke. So, I, I Abby, love what Brooke says. <laughs> Brooke says, I would love to give Abby more, but Miss Abby spends all of her time with the other girls. I think you guys told her to say that. It sounded like a pickup. Yeah, because I don't think Brooke would say that. But that kind of sounds like something that the 
like I said, I was the the field supervising producer. Yeah. There's a post-production supervising producer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they are the ones that say we need to pick up say, for we want we want Brooke to say this. Something yeah. along these lines. <laughs> yeah. And they send you the really stupidest, most cheesy lines ever written for human beings. And I used to say things to me and I was like, I would never say that. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So yeah. the the other behind the scenes thing is they would send those to me. And then I would repeat it to you on camera. Like, so where it's like, I'm, I'm behind the camera and I would say, they want you to say this. I fully recognize that this is the stupidest fucking thing known to man. Exactly. But you you have to say it. (laughs) Can you say in In your own words, might express this. And I would literally look at you and I would say, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm all like, the team back in LA wanted to complain to me that I couldn't get you to say something. I'd be all like, well, I tried and she yeah. didn't say it because it's a stupid <laughs> fucking line. It's really stupid. So this, so this is why interview always took long. Cause James and Kelly and I would be like, that's really fucking dumb. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I would never say that. Uh huh. Just like I would never hire, hire a private investigator for a costume. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the top row and ta-da, it's Maddie. Um, She says that she challenged Maddie to keep her winning her solos because she picks up so quickly. I'd like to point out they all pick up quickly. Just saying. Yeah. But you in your interview say it's no big surprise um, for the fifth week in a row. Maddie reigns supreme at the top of the pyramid. I must have been hungry for a taco supreme. (laughs) So Abby's discussing the draw free scout is coming to the dressing room at the end of the competition and she makes a point to say that um, they chose the Abby Lee Dance Company. There's what you were talking about, Christy. So in the pyramid, in an interview, Abby talks about the history of the Joffrey School and its prestige, how it's prestigious and everything. And in an interview, she says that if one of my girls would get one of these scholarships, it would be another feather in her cap. Not that the girl was good. No. <laughs> it would be her yeah yeah um she tells the girls that there will be an audition they'll be judged by three joffrey instructors and that they're going to look at your feet your turnout your body lines everything that you've learned up until this point so i don't think we've worked on our legs and feet in a long time yeah i'm just Probably saying two years it's but. tough to take a ballet class when you're filming a hit tv show that you film four billion hours a week and you're still going to school i'm just saying yeah but abby said the girls need to fight for this um they're going to work on a ballet competition and a presentation for each of the girls to do at the audition and abby yells at the girls because of course they don't have the proper outfits on like she wanted them to look like ballerinas, but we were just in rehearsal. I mean, we would have never shown up at the Joffrey looking like that. Wow. Did but. you guys know that she was going to go rogue and like, why aren't you wearing that? Well, I know that you never knew when she was going rogue, but was that a point? Like, let's not tell them to do this and just where she goes with it. Um, She, if I recall correctly, she had said that because it was the Joffrey that she would expect that you guys would have shown up in black. Yeah. yeah. And pink, which tights. I was like black leotard and pink tights. Yeah. But which we're, I was thinking, like, well, we're on a show that we always show up in two piece booty shorts to look cute for that opening shot. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. weren't at the Joffrey yet. 
I mean, we were just at practice. So usually you go to practice and whatever you want, but whatever. I believe at this point we get an amazing eye roll from uh, the best partners in crime ever. Me and you. What shall, shall I share it? Cause it's pretty iconic. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull it up. This is one of those moments in time that is just like, you know, whoever is in post just loves to do us dirty constantly. Here we go. And we're sharing. There you have it. Oh my God. Look at me. <laughs> we are oh, crazy. Just the cutest. We're just like disgusted. Always. Yes. All the time. All the time. Always in a state of absolute disgust. Yes. But Abby tells us that, you know, we're at a professional dance studio in New York City and that you never know who's going to see them, that they should always look their best. And, you know, she says that their best would be having on pink tights and a black leotard and their hair in a bun. Their mothers have failed them. Yes. Obviously. Uh, Clearly. Yeah. She says that she wants them to look like ballerinas because the look is half the battle. Okay. So forget those turned out hips. It's all about the bun. Yeah. Yeah. So Abby tells the girls that mommy's not going to be there and Abby's not going to be in there. So it's up to you. You can either sink or swim, but please don't embarrass me. No pressure. Do your best. Good luck, ladies. I think she embarrasses herself. I don't think she needs the kids to do that, but. (laughs) Chloe says it's a big deal to audition for the Joffrey at a young age. Um, Performing for three amazing ballerinas is nerve wracking compared to doing it for a large audience, like what we're used to at the dance competitions. Then Abby announces that this week um, on the top of their audition for the Joffrey, they will be competing a group dance that everybody is in. And it is called Hurt Them First. Great. Great. And Maddie has a solo in my heart. It's a lyrical dance. I'm shocked. That never happened. Are you shocked? I know. A lyrical solo for Maddie? I mean, groundbreaking. (laughs) Chloe has the second solo, and it is Red Queen, and it is contemporary. Groundbreaking. (laughs) actually she doesn't always get contemporary so i was excited for this plus she was obsessed with the red queen so i was actually excited for the solo so abby says that we're going to paramus new jersey to starbound national competition and um this is this is where we got national when nationals right that's the competition we won nationals Yeah, yeah yeah so she really wants us to do good but me and you are rolling our eyes again (laughs) <laughs> James, did you guys always intentionally in pyramid put Kelly and I next to each other? So you had a two shot of us just looking like miserable bitches. I mean, the thing is, you two generally would talk to each other and would interact. So it just makes more sense to have the two of you next to each other as opposed to mm-hmm. like if Holly well, this or was in between when, us, we would yeah. so have like, no reactions. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, yes. And then and the two of you were like, we're <laughs> Visually <laughs> reacting to things. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So Abby says that the group routine is going to cover serious topics <laughs> and that we are each going to be in the jail. <laughs> but I like when she says it's a serious topic, you go again. <laughs> I mean, all- look, there are some of the, some of the very serious topics that Abby instructed dances around that I thought were 
actually really effective and sure. quite good. Oh, yeah. She had some great choreography and great yeah, ideas. The, I said that last the, week when we were filming. The knockoff, the knockoff from Chicago was not one of, not one of the... No. No, no if anything, best. this is a little foreshadowing of Abby's little stint in prison. <laughs> yeah. You said it, not me. Oh, <laughs> look, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm allowed to say things that are true. It's true. <laughs> or we could say it's foreshadowing of Kelly getting arrested in the Bronx. There. Exactly. You guys yeah. must have known that was coming up. Hurt them first. You're like, <laughs> get your finger out of my face. <laughs> Okay, so Abby's interview, she says that the group dance is taken from a Broadway show, Chicago. It's watered down for nine and 11 year olds, and they're going to be like jailbirds. And you see Paige like laughing and smirking. (laughs) And then Paige, knuckles nervously. Yeah. And Paige goes to interview and says, It's weird being in jail because I've never been there before. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness, Paige, you're 11. 10 or uh, 10 or 11, I think at this point, but Abby says um, that Chloe, you just came off of a solo where you forgot your routine. Um, So she needs to get back out on a horse and do another solo. And Abby tells Maddie that because she's undefeated, um, she will be challenged with another solo. And Abby says, this might be our busiest week. You know, I, cause we thought last week was busy this Sure. Yeah, this week is going to be busy. So we go to you and you say that you think Abby bit off a little more than she could chew last week with the trios and solos and group dances. And that this week we're doing group dances and solos and the draw free audition. Can't we just focus on one thing? I think we would all have scored and done so much better if we all could focus on one thing. Sure. I like uh, that. Now is the time for pressure. Unlike every other week that the pressure is on. Yeah. Well, she says she's putting a lot of pressure on the girls. Um, and she wants them to understand that they, they're representing the ALDC and it's 32 years of history and do not blow it. And she's like, Don't adamant, do not blow it. James, you know why? Who had really it? good feet of the ALDC? Oh, it was my, really good. My absolute, my absolute favorite. I was obsessed with uh, Katie. Katie Hackett. Katie Hackett. Because <laughs> every time, like, again, behind the scenes, Abby would like go on these like tirades about the girls didn't have the feet and like they need to like rep, like channel the spirit of Katie Hackett because Katie Hackett had the most perfect feet known to man. And I'd be like, Abby, no one outside of like Penn Hills, Pennsylvania knows who Katie Hackett is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, like, nobody I'm cares. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with this woman. You're like, we cannot use this on TV. No one knows what Katie Hackett's feet are. But you know what, James, in the studio sale, if she sells Katie Hackett's picture with her foot, I should buy that for you. Yeah. I, yes, that was. So you got sick of hearing about that as much as we did. I mean, everyone, everyone did. And like, I met Katie Hackett once and she's a, just Love could not be a nicer woman. Oh, yeah. And she did have beautiful lovely. feet. But like, great, beautiful she had feet. amazing feet. But it was hysterical that you guys knew dancers from like 15 years that before that were never anything to do with the show because she talked about them at crazy lengths. Like Nia in season one with Asmaret. Yeah. Oh, as, when Asmaret got the role in uh, Book of Mormon. And then <laughs> I can remember because then Abby went on a 10-minute tirade that uh, Asmaret's feet 
were not as good during one of the numbers of Book of Mormon. And she wanted to like break the entire thing down. And I was all like, abs, like, love you, ma'am, mean it. But like, no one knows who Asmorite is. We can't discuss yeah. the Book of Mormon on TV. Yeah. Like it's, anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, I want to know how many hours during the day you spent just trying to rein her in. Oh, oh. A lot. Often, oftentimes that would happen when we would review the pyramid with her because every every week when we were filming the pyramids those were on tuesdays right yeah mostly So like tuesday afternoon we'd film the pyramid then we'd go into like the rehearsals for the week yeah. and everything and before before you guys came in to line up for the pyramid like we would go through with abby like here's how we see the pyramid this week this is how you see the pyramid this week let's try <laughs> like, to let's get compromise to a, let's yeah. get to a period of a place of a, a mutual you know agreement well you can see in some yeah. episodes when she is just furious about pyramid how ragey she is in pyramid you can tell i can tell and yeah. kelly and I said it we're like oh yeah. she must be really pissed about pyramid and, and it's uh, usually like when one of my kids are not on the bottom row <laughs> yeah yeah. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, and I should actually ask you this on the Patreon, but I'll ask you this now. Um, obviously, we know that Abby would have given Maddie every dance every week. But as far as the other kids and the dances, you guys really had a say in who had a solo and stuff or because she wasn't like, "Ooh, let's give Nia a solo or, you know, like, right. She didn't care. We we had to fight for some of the other girls mm-hmm. to get solos. Sure. And to get different solos, because I kind of made reference to it, but it was like Ma- like Maddie doing lyrical, oh, groundbreaking. But it was like every, and that was, I mean, that was a director that came on from Lifetime, that they're like, I think Lifetime was less than thrilled about this group number because they really wanted to like pull back on the Broadway knockoff yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, this is one of the most blatant, like, this is oh, just no, Chicago. Like off. it's yeah. Like it's just like it's you're not fooling like anybody. Though. The music even sounds like it. It totally. It's a everything about it is just. So, what we would have to do is, and also you know, it's a TV show, and it has to be like all the all the girls are characters, all the moms are characters. Mm-hmm. We need to do we need to address all those things. So it's like it is. Excuse like, me, James. I didn't like my character. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> And I didn't like my girl's character. Can we go back and redo that? You were a character on the show. I know. I didn't like my character. Mm-hmm. Well, who picked that for me? I'll tell you what. I once I was in post, like we were visiting, and this is the last thing I'll say about this. We were visiting, like in LA, and we were in the editing booth or bay, or you know, like the editing floor. And I remember seeing somebody reach up and pull a piece of paper off the wall that basically like had our names and what our characters were. Cause they didn't want me to see it. Like it wouldn't be that hard to figure out. Uh, no. Christy jealous. <laughs> Kelly party mom. Mm. Okay. So let's go to Canton, Ohio and see the candy apples. Uh, we see Kathy and she's telling her team that the, she has a special announcement that they're going to the Joffrey audition in her favorite city in the world, New York. Yay. So Kathy is in an interview and she says that um, the Candy Apples has work to do, that they are ready to go against Abby and they're ready to audition for the Joffrey. Kendall has a full 
set of eyelashes and stuff on. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yes. I have a note with like a big rhinestone barrette in her hand. She's doing a solo. Yeah. She was definitely like duded up. Do you think that Jill felt like, I don't know, obligated to step up to the plate because candy apples always showed up with purple eyeshadow and she felt like, I don't know, pressure. James, did you tell her to do that? What, why, why did she show up that way? I do not recall telling Jill to Gussie Kendall quite up quite that hard uh, for the visit to candy apples. Uh, but uh, Kathy definitely had an aesthetic. Yeah, yes. It was her, <laughs> it was her thing. And for the time that I was on dance moms, I was, I was generally the the producer that went that traveled to, to uh, Canton to see Kathy and the apples. So I loved all those kids. I'm still like following some of them on Instagram and they're like, could not be sweeter. And like the, uh, Taylor, the, the girl who broke her foot, it was, I mean, I remember watching it happen. It was like, just heartbreaking. Like it was so heartbreaking, so hard to watch. And, um, it, I remember feeling really bad, especially that she didn't at least have the chance to like do the Joffrey audition because, um, I did have a special place in my heart for her. She was just a, she and her family were just so nice. But anyways, yes, Kathy did have a, a look, a, a paint that she liked to, uh, <laughs> to apply. Yeah. I have to say that Jill was not wearing a bump and I thought she looked so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has a couple doozy bumps in this one. That one, the profile of it. looked. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. But Kathy tells her group that they're going to be auditioning at Joffrey and then they're going to be competing in New Jersey at Starbound. And Kendall speaks up and asks Kathy if Abby's going to be there. And Kathy says, yes, the pressure is on, Miss Kendall. Pressure being on the girls? <laughs> no. It never happens. Yeah. But she's, Kathy says that we'll probably be running into um, the Abby Lee Dance Company more and more. Um, that's just the way it is. And Kathy thinks that they have a better, they have better ballet training, which they probably do because we didn't really do, do much ballet. Yeah. yeah. But I also have to say though, the candy apples, they didn't really learn their dances in like three days. Like no. we did. They, they had time to learn their dances because <laughs> they didn't film every day. I think the, I think the apples may have had a little more time to yeah. get things sorted. Yeah. And they also used like old competition dances that yeah. she speak that they knew. Like we exactly. were legit, like cranking them out. Yeah. Like in three days. So. Honestly. And you can attest to that because everyone always thinks that's made up. I'm like, oh no, oh, no. Oh no. Like, cause frankly with some of the like girls forgetting the dances, a lot of times I thought that was happening more just because I remember being with like Gianna and Abby where they'd be like, okay, Chloe, now Remember that one, the mm-hmm. one eight counts from from this dance. Do that, do that yeah. here. <clears throat> yeah, and I think just with it, like it gets you confused. That's, yeah, I mean, like the girls were really good yeah. about being able to pick up dances, but I think it's also like with everything going on because there's pressure, yeah. uh, and you're on TV, and you know you're you are at a competition, and your mom's you know, being a psychopath. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that did weigh into sure. when the girls and did. Chloe, 
Chloe has said a million times that the, one of the hardest things to remember is because all the steps were the same is like yeah. last week I so did a different order. Yeah. Like a different order. And this week it's a different order. And she would be like, Oh, like your brain. And so that's why it pisses me off when Abby's always like, Maddie, you're so good at picking up. Those girls were like professional, all of them. Oh, they like- picked up. It was incredible to watch them like know it. I used to be astounded at them. Yep. <clears throat> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Kelly, have you ever felt this way? Absolutely. (laughs) How about you? Uh, Yes. And every time I watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself. Yeah, because you feel empowered and like you're pre- you prepared to take everything that life throws at you. Exactly. I have learned so mm-hmm. much through therapy and things like positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. Boundaries are a great thing. And like you said, it does empower you to feel like you are the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Um, it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash bar, B-A-R-R-E. And Kathy is an interview and she says that Abby is still dancing in the 40s. Um, like, like she's on stage with her mom and, um, but their routine is heartfelt and she thinks that they're going to be able to beat us at Starbound. And then we go back to the ALDC where it rehearsals in New York city. And Abby tells the girls to pick up something from their solos and like, just practice it and do it. That's what they're going to do for their audition which I think was totally a thing of crap. Oh, like, a crap shit? I mean, who in the hell goes to Joffrey and does a chin Backwards. stand and you turn around on your chin and bent in half and, and stuff? Like, I, I mean, or a handstand press. Paige did a handstand press. Like, who does that shit? I mean, they could have done, like, a ballet move. They do know how to do that. But everybody did gymnastics except for chloe and maddie mm-hmm. who who why was that intentional james by you guys or her you, you're no, that's you, not you guys, <laughs> i would think no. that was you guys because i seriously i mean i've known abby my whole life i seriously do not think that abby would think gymnastics was appropriate for the joffrey yeah. he's smarter than that i mean the thing is like if someone else gave her that directive i wasn't a part of it you are not a part of it yeah and that's because i mean like no i mean like that's yeah. Sometimes yeah. people accuse us of like, oh, you didn't talk about this. And you're- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So It's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bar. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest in Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. I started using Acorns a few years ago, and I have it set up that if I'm spending money out in a store, I just round up to the nearest dollar so that extra change I don't even realize is gone. But what's amazing about it is it's being invested inside the portfolio that fits my goals. And then I look at that balance and I'm always so excited to see that money there because it feels like this secret bonus money to me. And you can start investing too by heading to acorns.com slash bar or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorn.com bar. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. 
Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC, member FINRA-SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. For lying about that. And I'm like, no, that I'm telling you things from my perspective or how I remember it or the information I was privy to. I don't know a lot of things that other people had in conversations. I'm telling you what I remember. So totally fair if you didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, as far as the structure goes, you had like the, the execs back in LA, then, you know, I had an executive producer that was above me and that like, you know, the number of times when I would like, Abby was very fond of like, if she felt like something wasn't going her way, she would start text messages. And so there was a lot of times when I would get like a string of text messages and then I'd be like, who's the who's the 201 number? And they're like, oh, that's the head of lifetime. And I was like, okay, uh, who's, who's the oh, 212 lovely. number? And they're like, oh, it's like the head of lifetime's parent company. And I was all like, great. I'm glad to be privy to these yeah. people's phone numbers. And that Abby's yeah. angry. <laughs> and she's talking about what a fucking idiot you are to them. And you're in your CC'd in it. Yeah. I'm all like, oh, sure. Thanks. Thanks. Abs. Hey. Thanks. All I'm going to say is um, I hated any time that we were on the road that there was not an observation mezzanine that we had to sit in the room. That was like my, that was my hell. That was always my hell. I mean, it was, that was torturous because I know it's bad for you in particular, the moms in particular, because you would have the producer saying like, talk about what you're seeing, but then you're like, I can't really let all that be known because I would start screaming and then Abby would yell at me because I'm distracting my daughter from learning a dance. Right. So, and then the daughter will get in trouble and and then the daughter gets in trouble. And then, so it's, I know it's a, it's a fraught relationship as a whole. Yeah. The other thing that I can remember about this, this particular week in New York. uh, So it was the year that the giants and the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. Yes, I remember that. And Madonna was the yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, uh, me being me, uh, I went with a bunch of my my the gay friends to <laughs> one of the bars because we all had to watch, you know, our queen Madonna perform at the halftime really? show. Because Lord knows, like selfish bitch, where was our invite? Exactly. We would have been the life of the party. Good God, James. Oh, you know, I went, I took you guys out several times and we were definitely the bells of the balls at various bars across the United States. I mean, look, a gay club loves a dance mom. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it's been, it's been proven. But so we do like, so Sunday night we watch, I watch Super Bowl with my friends watch Madonna and the giants like pull out a win, which was kind of like totally unexpected. Yeah. So yeah, totally I was perfect. in hell's kitchen, which is like an avenue or two away from times square. Yeah. And you could hear times square was like going completely just nuts. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk back to our hotel, which was like 34th and fifth, I think. Yeah. So I'm walking across the street and this car starts turning and I'm looking at this guy and I'm all like, this motherfucker's like coming right at me. And, but it was like kind of like slow motion. And so I'm like, what is happening? And like, literally the dude like totally runs right into me. I like, you I jumped on the hood. Car. I got hit by a car. Oh my God. Jump up on the hood, like slid up the hood and like slammed my like haunch and my 
and I my ankle like broke his side view mirror off. Like, oh my goodness! Okay, you don't have a haunch. You're better than that. Don't claim a haunch. <laughs> well, like my side of my ass. Yeah. So, and this guy just like kind of like drifts like down the street, and so I let my like full like inner New Yorker out. And I like run up to the car, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like banging on the door, and I'm all like, you know, you asshole. And this dude, like, this is literally the look I get from him. Oh, so he's Runk a little bit drunk. Out of his mind. <laughs> and I was all like, oh, okay. And his eyes are rolling back in his head. Yeah. I was all like, sir, you should not be driving back to Long Island right now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, you just ran me over. <laughs> yeah. So he, How like, do you know he's from he, Long Island? Hmm? Did, did you get the cops or anything? No, I mean, it was like one of those like, where I was all like, you know, like, you, it happens. You weren't and you're like, really <laughs> hurt. <laughs> At the time, I wasn't really hurt. I was like, oh, whatever, like, you're drunk ass, like, yeah. Off. So I stumble back to the hotel because <laughs> I'm like, because it starts to, it starts to pain a little sure. bit as, so getting back to the point, like, this was on the rehearsal studio. It was on the second floor, the place where we were, had, like, because right. we have like video village where we can watch what yeah. the cameras are seeing. That was on the third floor. So I'd have to run up and down from the third floor to the second floor, third floor, keep on going to, to like get directives from, you know, the Whoever. people in the control room, come down to you talk. So I have a big bruise on my ass and my ankle is messed up. And so I'm like limping and Melissa's all like, James, like what's going on? Why are you having such trouble? And I was all like, hit by a fucking car. <laughs> and I had like later the next day I was taking a shower and like, we had really weird mirrors. Uh, I remember. And I like looked and it was like my entire butt was just one ginormous bruise, which I think I took a picture of it. I think I showed you, but so that's my. Melissa was concerned about you and Kelly and I were like, could you get us another mommy juice and a coffee? (laughs) Or why didn't you take us? Yeah. Why did you take (laughs) us? You had to go to the party. My bad. Well. Well, I'm glad to know that your uh, haunch recovered. Yes. It did. It took a little while. I didn't know that. You didn't <laughs> know you got hit by a car. I didn't I know did. that you got hit. At least I don't remember. I remember discussing it with Paige and, Paige and Brooke in an oh, really? interview that week. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. You got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I, I block out a lot of things, James. I don't oh, remember no, I, a lot of stuff. There's there's something to be said for selective memory mechanism. at times. Yeah, yeah, I definitely only remember a little bit. Okay, so let's get back to this now. Abby's at interview, and she says, I think just walking into the Joffrey school is going to be tough for these kids. They aren't little Trinas. They don't take ballet class every day, all day long. And she thinks they're going to be intimidated, frightened, and nervous wrecks. But um, she hopes that the mothers are nervous, frightened enough to keep their mouths shut. I don't think we are ever right. nervous enough to keep our mouths shut. Well, I might be, but then we have people like uh, <clears throat> James telling us, Christy, we need to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also the thing with you guys in particular was, as Christy showed earlier, you didn't hide, like your facial reactions were always like, yeah, like, yeah. okay, Kelly. Yeah, we talked you give- with our eyes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> why'd you give that look? <laughs> yeah. Um, Abby says that, um, tells the girls, you're going to be in front of people that have had great careers and you don't want to walk in there and be a big joke. Um, or they're going to laugh at you when you go home tonight. 
Like, who cares? Like, why, why does she need to say that shit? But Holly says that everyone is nervous about the audition due to the lack of ballet background. Um, so there's more pressure this week than they're normally used to. And Abby says, where do you think an arabesque should be? And they're all doing like their arabesques and like showing Abby. And down here is where yours is. And she says, no, at least it needs to be parallel to the floor. And Holly points out to the moms that they can't do a crash course in ballet this fast. And I agree with her. And like, you can't fix two years of no ballet training in one hour, which is what we tried to do. Yes. Voices of reason per usual. You. Yeah. Kidding. So Holly says that, you know, is there some type of special dancewear that she wants us to have? Because like what will complement their body types and stuff like that. So I you love know. Holly being like, Abby, could you please look at each individual girl and let us know what particular strengths or weaknesses you would like us to accentuate? And Abby's like, Holly, you are being combative. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. You're threatening me. So then Abby takes, uh, she says that they, they should have like, long legs they should show their long legs so it should be high cut um their legs should look long and their torso should look short so she grabs Paige and she says like this outfit is cute and it gives her no problems but she grabs her booty shorts and pulls it hikes it up like like it would be a high cut leotard (laughs) Ah, and she's you know she says that that's the way it should be and like you just showed my ass cheek on tell my haunch. You just showed my haunch on TV. Yes. So Holly goes to interview and she says that she doesn't know the look for a New York style dancer. So it's Abby's responsibility to communicate her vision. And wow. Abby says that all this stuff is taking away from their dancing. The cute outfits they wear are taking away from their dancing. It's like we're trying to sell the outfit, not, you know, be good dancers. Which half the time, yeah, I think we probably were, we were worried about our outfits because we wanted to look cute. They were TV. All of you need to stop with these crazy outfits. And if you actually paid attention, every single girl turned and looked at us like, like it's their fault. Like, mom, (laughs) you made me wear that. You told me to wear that today. (laughs) So then you see us guys, we're walking down the street and we're going into Sancha dancewear store. I'm eating uh, Swedish fish that I'm making swim. I just want to point out. Oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Mm-hmm. So you're in an interview, Christy, saying that if um, shopping for Black Leos will quiet Abby down, let's do it. And Melissa is goes in and she's talking to the sales associate and she's telling her everything Abby said, you know, like we want it high cut and everything. I say, we didn't know that we were supposed to bring 900 Black Leotards. And Melissa was like, I brought two. Holly's like, she's so particular about what the fit is and what the colors are. And Christy, you say, you don't think those leotards are going to satisfy Abby. I like when the sales associate goes to Melissa, too basic. And Melissa's like, ah, prettier. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Prettier. Well, they all kind of look the same. We all, I remember us trying to get things that had different necklines yeah. or something, just so everything didn't look the same. You know, you kind of want to your child yeah. to stand out, but it was kind of difficult. I don't think they had many choices. First no, and at home, they each probably had 400 black leotards. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so you're in an interview and you say that this tra- shopping trip went well. We found leotards and tights and slippers. So Christy, you're saying that she's so specific about what leotard can do for your body. Maybe she ought to ask if they have one in Abby size. Oh, and see, I'm James like, left because I'm thinking he told me to say that. We're going to ask. Well, do you want to wait? We can wait for no, him. No. I did like your outfit in this scene, though. You had like a blouse with like a black blazer and like a gold, like, thicker necklace. I like almost that. wore that today. It, I like this, that. The shirt had a zipper down the front. Yeah. I needed to iron the shirt. That's why I didn't wear it. Yeah. I get that. I feel you. I don't iron it shit. Yeah. You, you tell me that they don't make leotards in that size. I know. <laughs> I probably got a million hate things from that. Oh, I'm sure of it. But we were trying to add light to the, Sure. you know what I mean? Like trying to I do mean, something look, funny. We could have and, said that about ourselves. Yeah, but she says it about our kids all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, why does my kid, like, hold her belly and wear a T-shirt all the time? Because Abby says that about her. So I feel if she says it about my 11-year-old, 13-year-old, I can say it about her. Absolutely. But then we go to Candy Apples. And Kathy, did you see her purple eyeshadow? Yes. I I mean, it was like she was on stage. I was like, Kathy got the memo. Oh my God. It was horrible. It, it was, was like literary. It was horrible. Yeah. But Kathy tells Kendall that the candy apple dancers um, have a certain aura about them when they walk into a competition. And then she says in an interview that she thinks Kendall is ready to audition for the scholarship at the Joffrey Ballet School. And um, okay. she bends down and tells Kendall, you know, that um, she's a spectacular dancer and this is where Jill's poof is really it outrageous. Is out of control. It was outrageous. It was literally, she looked like a dinosaur, like that dinosaur that yeah. had a big thing on the side. It was crazy. It was like, it was, it was wild. It was a wild, wild poof situation. I need to know what she puts in that thing. Are you standing, James? I think he's standing. Are you standing? Yeah. This whole time? Yeah. Why are you crazy? No. I'm in bed. <laughs> I had a girl. Uh, I'm in my no, bed. I was, I was trying to find a better background. I didn't want oh to. Oh my god! Like, look at mine. Who gives look, a super... shit? Mine. People, people laugh at me all the time, and they're like, "I look like I, where was I here, Chrissy?" Like they say that it looks like. Well, not in this one because I'm not on my home computer. But when I'm on my home computer, it says I look like I'm a news anchor, and Kelly looks like she's a remote correspondent in Afghanistan. <laughs> I don't care. If you don't like it, don't watch me. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Highland here reporting from yes. live from my bed. Yes, because this was a war zone here at ALDC. I was in war zone. It was a war zone. So that's why Please. I have this background. It is a war zone. <laughs> we yeah. all feel like we have like honestly war PTSD for sure. Yes. But James, uh, we while you were gone. We were, we are at candy apples now and we were discussing that Kathy had some crazy ass purple eyeshadow on and Jill had a crazy poof. Her poof was, I needed to know what she put in that poof to get it to look like. They had them bump it, but it was like a big bump bump it. It It was bigger than a bump it, Cal. I don't know. I think it had its own zip code. It defied gravity. She is a Dina Menzel. Yeah. Okay, so Kat- Kendall's in interview. She says she's nervous to perform in front of the ballet judge. Um, she's used to uh, just uh, like an audience in a big room, you know, just in front of a couple judges. 
And Kathy says, you have to rise to the occasion. You know, cream rises to the top. So that's why we're all going to have a latte. Where you guys she have lattes? With this shit off the fly? She's actually really funny with off the fly, off the mm-hmm. cuff shit. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to have ourselves a latte. Great. Yes. Yeah. She, she would say things that I would just be like, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to the ALDC rehearsals and we see Chloe working on her solo. And Chloe says in her interview that she's excited to do a solo because she's finally the red queen from Alice in Wonderland. And she's been waiting for that forever. She was obsessed with that movie. With really? Oh my God. She loved that, that Alice in Wonderland. Loved it. So well, yeah, how about, how about Abby in her interview? She says, Chloe relates to darkness and viciousness <laughs> and the evil aspect of playing the dark character. <laughs> like, come on. It's easy for a kid to smile and be happy. Being evil insightful and acting for the judges gives them more to work with yeah i she did Uh, say that it gives her a storyline to follow and that's where chloe shines i actually wrote the word whoa yeah oh you guys must have told her to say it It as a pickup (laughs) i'm just teasing um so then we go to maddie solo and abby tells maddie that she has one day to learn her solo um since the joffrey audition is tomorrow which that's what we always all had yes but Maddie didn't in one day. No, Maddie always knew it or learned ahead it ahead of time from her privates. Right. But everybody else James, learned it in one day. We still talk about that. Oh, James the, is like, the, oh God, I'm going to shut the up. Scandal, the scandal yes. of Maddie's Maddie's ongoing private. Her, her secret, her secret lesson. She well, would I mean, sometimes do choreography in the studio with Gianna before Gianna would give it. She knew what came next before Gianna taught it. Yeah, yeah. Like, see it they would think that, I mean, you could see it on, on the camera. They just edited that crap out, but we sat there and watched it. So that's why we would get so irritated. I hear and validate your frustrations, but you know, <laughs> when, when we would show up to start a day of filming and, you know, they were already walk there in and, and, you know, Maddie's already there learning choreography. That's not, what can you, you know, do? I mean, it's yeah. like, I'm like, Hey, Melissa, don't do that. Melissa's like, yeah. Good Mm. luck. But it just made us all look stupid. And I'm so glad that you're like verifying that because we say it and everybody just thinks we're jealous and they think that Maddie is an amazing learner and our kids are stupid and they can't learn fast. I mean, how many times, James, I don't know if you were there, but like Paige didn't get her music until the morning of the competition. Like, how can you know? I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's bullshit. I wasn't there for that. It was, that's, it's set. They're setting them up. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, how fair is it? Okay. Maddie, no wonder Maddie won. She learned her dance a whole week ahead of time every day in privates plus her rehearsal time. And Paige gets her music the day of, of course, Maddie's going to win. And honestly, the way I look at it, if, uh, and, and I say this all the time, there's absolutely no denying the fact that Maddie is a spectacularly talented person. Oh, absolutely. But what my point is, is, Give them all a fair chance. And if she's that much better than everybody, she's still going to win. They should, they should be on equal she's still win, playing fields. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I kind of got off a topic here. Yeah, um, Matt, Maddie's, in, <laughs> Maddie's in an interview and she tells us that um, 
she tells us about her solo and she loves the song and she loves the choreography. And Abby's in an interview and says that this is a stellar routine um, that's right up Maddie's alley. Um, it has all the elements she needs. It has her jumps, her turns, her transitions are lovely. And then they show Maddie practicing and she's trying to do a new turn. And but she stops to make a face and says that it's not perfect. But Abby says it's hard to get to the top of the pyramid, but it's even. And she waited for Maddie to say even harder to stay there. And Abby says game on and her and Abby do high fives. So then we are two days to the Starbound competition and we are at rehearsals and Abby screams at the girls, tells them you have two days to compete. And that's where Abby's ring looks like the ring pop. <laughs> and Abby's in an interview and she says, I really need my girls to turn it on and turn it up. Um, she's sick of the group routines, not placing in the top overall for the last few weeks. Um, and they have a few hours to rehearse and they better get it perfect. No pressure girls. No. So Abby tells the girls to get their dance bags and put on their jazz shoes. And Melissa's like, uh, shit, I don't have my kids dance bags. And Maddie walks over to her mom and says, you know, she don't have her shoes. And Melissa tells Maddie, go tell Abby that you and Kenzie left your shoes on the couch. And Maddie starts to cry. Melissa's, you know, don't start crying. I'm not in the mood for this today. And she says, you know, if she gets upset, she don't care. Mm -hmm. So Abby screams, girls, let's go. And Melissa hollers out to Abby that the girls left their dance bags at the hotel. And she says that, you know, Maddie is not perfect, um, that everybody makes mistakes. And I don't know if you know, we would have gotten in trouble for this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What, what unfolds here isn't quite the same caliber of where the fight would have escalated had Chloe Brooker Page not had their dance back. I'm just surmising. Yes. Yes. I, I too (laughs) think that if, if Page would have left her dance bag at the lobby of the hotel, that it would have been holy hell raining down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so this is an example of what I would say with any of the unscripted reality shows. This is kind of a fortuitous event. Uh, mm-hmm. Melissa yeah, really it, left. It really just happened. Melissa really left the bag in the hotel room, in the hotel. Abby in scene says, get your dance bag. And Maddie doesn't have it. So did we script that? No. Did we follow it? You yes. know, follow the story as it happened? Yes. Does it end up, you know, spoiler alert, does this end up being something that we can narratively point to at the end of the episode as to like why that episode turned out the way it did? Yes. Did yeah. we script any of that? No. Yeah. So Yeah, you guys kind of went by whatever happened and stuff always was happening. And so that's the thing like that, you know, when we do like set up the pyramids with Abby every week, that's kind of like the base outlines of like, these are some of the stories that we're going to follow as far as like what dances are happening, mm-hmm. knowing full well that as the girls learn the dances, as Abby makes demands of costumes to you and props and such that that will cause 
story, you know, story. Yeah. Life that we can follow and that's why you guys never gave me a costume because you know, I would flip out and I, I wish I could go back now and not react to that because my kids only had that costume one time. One time did they have a custom solo costume and that was the very end because I was like done. Um, but that's because well, I reacted to it. Yeah. You did react to it. Yeah. Well, Just like I, I would react to like Chloe having shitty choreography or not enough time. Like yeah. they knew that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. If we could go back and do it again, Christy, I would, I would just be like nice as pie. And like, I you know what? Like I that. love that my kid has to wear a leotard to dance on stage today. Oh and you know, then everybody you else has a custom made $3,000 costume. I, I think it's perfect. I would totally do that. If I came back, I'd have to have myself on some kind of drug to make yeah. me calm. But <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of drugs are you taking? Xanax, ah. Xanax, Kelly. Yeah, I needed some of that. Ah. Okay, so then we have the back and forth. I guess I'll read this because you say it's pretty important of how it came out. But Melissa says that it's totally her fault. And Abby says, it's not your fault. It's Maddie's dance bag. And Melissa said, every kid makes mistakes, Abby. So it's my fault. I should have checked. And Abby says, I don't want Maddie to make mistakes. And when you get here, Melissa interrupts and says, nobody's perfect. She's like, there are kids here that are 14 and 15 living on their own, paying their own bills. And you guys get here and you can't call your mom. Um, So when you walk into an audition, it's your responsibility, not your mother's. Um, And Melissa's like, it's a pair of shoes. Who cares? And I have a question. insert you or I into this, like take her out and sort of, he said Paige would be, I know, but could you imagine if I was like, who cares? It's just a pair of shoes. She'd be like, like she would turn around and abuse my daughter. Yeah. Or yours or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I just wrote, could you imagine? Yep. But Melissa's in an interview and she says, Abby puts a lot of pressure on Maddie. Uh, Maddie's a perfectionist uh, and she's very hard on herself. And Melissa tells Maddie to stop making that face. She's not in the mood. And Melissa leaves the room and Abby goes and follows her. And then we go to you. <laughs> Hello. Note to Melissa in Parenting 101. If your daughter forgets her some ballet slippers, don't flip out or stress out. It's a couple of dollars for new ballet shoes. Run down the street and get her a new pair. Meanwhile, like we were in New York City. Like I was just gonna say you could buy about- a pair of ballet shoes at every corner, yeah. basically. That's true. Yeah. So in the hallway, we see Abby and Melissa yelling back and forth. And you know, Abby like says they were yelling. They were discussing things. Yelling yeah. is like you're I'm the God get on your knees and pray to me, bitch, or whatever she said to Holly later, or was that me? I can't recall. I don't remember. But so Abby says that um, your kids are in there and their brain isn't in her head because she's um, because in the back of her head, she's thinking about like, where's my bag? So Abby says, again, this is about your kid having an audition tomorrow and her brain isn't in her head and she's not focused on the routine. This, this is a, a, again, Abby is sticking up for Maddie and saying that she's flustered because she doesn't have her dance bag and it's okay 
and Abby wants her to have her brain in her head. But when Paige doesn't have her music because Abby screwed it up, Paige shouldn't be flustered and she should be right on it. Yeah. Like, that's why I would get aggravated. Kelly, are you saying there's a double standard? Yes. And I'm getting more flustered as I'm sitting here. I see your chest getting all red. Yes. James is watching you spiral. Oh, my God. A dumpster. Ah, He wasn't there for the dumpster, was he? Yeah. You were? Yeah. Were you You there for that, James? locked herself outside next to the dumpster. It was in LA, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, was, you guys wouldn't get me a cab ride home. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted out of that place. You people like held me hostage you were, in a dumpster. You were, you were having one meltdown and I was having a separate yes. unrelated meltdown. I, I, my meltdown was with Brian. Yeah. Yeah. What? You, no, you never. barricaded yourself in with like a folding lawn chair and a dumpster. It I know. Was- and Holly's like, and all the moms are like, Kelly, you really should move because you're being filmed in front of a dumpster. I could have cared less. I'm like, I don't care if I have rats crawling on me. Well, there's I a just giant bug that kept flying around us. Oh, God. God almighty. No wonder why I had to drink people. Yeah. Oh, I actually wrote, why isn't she screaming at Maddie? Like rhetorically, because she would have been screaming at any other child. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Abby's in an interview. She says they don't have time for this. Um, and Maddie's fl- flustered and it's like costing time that they don't have. Um, and Abby says, if the group dance loses again, she's finished. So we see the group dance. Foreshadowing. Re- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, we see the group rehearsal and Abby's telling the girls that um, to be nasty, bitter, and mean, that they're playing a part. Mm-hmm. And Abby's shouting out corrections and, you know, doing things with their props. And Chloe says, it's scary to think about being jailbirds. You have to set aside and focus on dancing and acting. James, I have a question. Yes. Who made those props? That I like, they were terrible. They were, I actually. They were had- so wobbly and stuff. And Paige gets in trouble, I think, because she, her prop does something, like moves or something. I Meanwhile, they were like the flimsiest things. If you touched them, they were like. I say, when you see <clears throat> us watching the dance, like, oh, like with faces, it's because those props sucked. Those no, props I mean, I, sucked. they were, they were terrible. They were yes. horrible. Um, I don't know if it was a. The problem of us being away from Pittsburgh and it's harder to get things to construct. Yeah. In, to, to know people in, in Manhattan, New York City. I guess. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, in watching it, I was all like, wow. It was that's... a train wreck. <laughs> I mean, it was a train wreck generally, but I was like, yeah. well, those props are sure. So they... Yeah. But I'm in an interview and I say that the girls are sweet and it's hard for them to dance behind jail bars, which I think somebody told me to say that. Um, and Abby's in an interview and she says, um, this is the last rehearsal before we go to the audition and the competition and they're not ready. <sighs> yes. And Abby reminds us all that the audition is tomorrow and how many people they're going to be up against. And she says, everybody wants it and everybody wants it bad. And um, that it's a big deal. Um, She wants all three of those ballet teachers to know how talented the children from the ALDC are. And to 
do not walk in there and embarrass her. Um, Which I'd say, if you don't want to embarrass yourself, or you don't want to have your students embarrass themselves, and by the reflective property, you, you might want to not tell Brooke to go in and do one of her uh, acro routines. Acrobatic routines. Yeah, that's what I said to you earlier. No, I know. It It was like on purpose. You don't go into a draw free thing and do that. They probably were like, what is going on? Yep. Yeah. And I said, every single kid had gymnastics in their dance, except for Chloe and Maddie. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much knew, I mean, I was a dancer. I knew what the draw free was. I pretty much knew. And my kids knew right off the bat, you are not being chosen for this scholarship because your dance is not a ballet dance. Now to be fair, this is the one time when Chloe not being an acrobat actually paid off. Exactly. Yeah. Any yeah. In her dance. Yeah. Uh, where are we uh, so you're at an interview Chrissy, and you say that the group routine is a hot mess and it's like a train wreck and i'm trapped in dance jail and i can't get out and i'm wearing a jailbird shirt where are you was. I had a, and i've been wearing a jailbird shirt right now too I, that's what i was just gonna say you have one on now jailbird <laughs> So we're sitting up there and we're, or we're sitting there and we're saying how stressful it is to sit in rehearsal and watch Abby treat our kids that way. Um, and we say that Abby brings the worst out in the kids. And Holly says she doesn't expect Nia to win the draw free scholarship, but it's hard to encourage her daughter to do well when she doesn't get her, like she doesn't want to get her hopes up too high yeah. by telling her to go in and do well. But Holly and I pretty much basically knew we are wasting our time being here. And then Holly's in interview. And did you see Holly's eyeliner? Yes. And her eyelashes. Holly, like, never wore very much makeup. But today, she was, like, stage ready. She looked good. She was Glamazon Holly. Dr. Yeah. Holly showed up. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, so she's in interview. She just repeats like what we were talking about at dinner. And she says that um, she cares about the audition because it means something to her daughter. And then we go back to the conversation of the fight over the dance bags. And Holly's still trying to figure out what happened. And I'm sitting there and I say, I swear I heard Maddie ask Melissa if she had the dance bag. And I. You assholes here. Huh? You assholes in this scene. (laughs) Why? You start accusing me of stealing the bag. But you would do that. Like a Tonya Tonya Harding kind of thing. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You would not. But no, but I seriously do. I remember that. Like, because I was, my kids always like were sitting with Maddie and stuff. And I remember Maddie saying as we were sitting there, Mom, do you have my dance bag? And then Melissa blamed it on Maddie for leaving it in there. But I think it was Melissa. I'm sure. Isn't that funny that Melissa threw her kids under the bus? Yeah. So I sit there and I'm jokingly saying, um, I think we should steal their bags. And me and Holly laugh. And I say that um, next time we'll steal their bags so they get in trouble again. (laughs) Because we like them getting in trouble. Isn't that bad that I say that? But they never get in trouble. We always do. So then Holly, Holly asked you if you had their bags, which I thought was really funny. And I I said, I never see them get in trouble for anything. And Holly says, who had the Ziegler's dance bags? And you're like acting all innocent. I don't know. I don't have them. And I said that you probably had them hidden up in your room. And then you're like saying, oh, well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you might have. 
Maybe I You did. might have. You probably hit them under like the chair somewhere. I did not. I did no such thing. Yes. My name's not Melissa. She's the one who would do shit like that, not me. Okay, everybody, we have a fur. Oh, fur, fur. Abby Kel, is should wearing we, fur. Should we um, stop well, the first half of this after the Joffrey audition? Do you think that's a good place to stop? And then we'll yeah. pick up next week with the second half? Yeah. Okay. Because we're getting pretty lengthy here. With this yeah, episode. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If we can stop, stop whenever you, we, do you see. want to stop now? Because we're just, we, we're just going into the Joffrey. James, do you want to stop now? Sure. Okay. All right. We will it's a good stop. Cliff, it's a good cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen to the Joffrey audition. Oh, yes. Who knows? Who knows? Well, okay. So normally at the end, you know, of the whole episode, we have a couple of things that we typically do, but obviously this is like... This is the war and peace episode. It really is. It's, so going back and rewatching this one, I was all like, holy shit. This is there's there's a, a lot, lot of, of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of ground we covered in this one. Like, yeah. let's, let's be real. Emotionally. Yeah. I am emotionally exhausted by the end of this. Uh, so how many drinks did you need to get through the first half? I thought the first half was pretty easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't James, think I you needed any. any drinks. You got hit by a car. Yeah, you needed car. a lot. You got hit by a car. So yeah, you needed a lot, James. I was the, I think I won the, I won the drink count. Yes, definitely. Drink. All right. Who had the worst outfit? Bottom of the pyramid for mom's outfits. Uh, I don't know. I think Jill's bump just wins. That yeah. Impressive. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And Kathy's purple eyeshadow. Oh, yeah. That was That's pretty bad terrible. too. I mean, it's not an outfit, but it was pretty bad. Jill Bump isn't an outfit either, but that thing was like, like yeah. Here, all right. Okay, who's uh, at the top? Top. I liked your outfit when we went to the Sancha store. The white dress shirt. Yeah, I did like the that. blazer. Yeah, that was probably okay. the least offensive thing out of, out of any <laughs> doozies that come up in these episodes. Yes. Did you have any misdemeanors or felonies? I don't think so. I think just our our disgusted looks. Those are pretty misdemeanors. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that we did we, we weren't smart enough to know that we should have had on a leotard and tights because we were, it was a ballet week, I guess. Oh, for God's sake! We probably should have known that. Were you behind the scenes? No, he was going out without us. True. That's a felony. Felony. Yes. Okay. You lose, James. I I own I own the felony for. The first half of the week. Any favorite quotes so far? Um, I had, I liked that um, when Paige said, it's weird being in jail because I've never been there before. That was probably my favorite one too. Yeah. Although I did like when I said, oh, look, the pyramid has followed us to Manhattan. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For God's sakes. All right. Well, then we are going to wrap up this episode and we are going to catch you guys over on Patreon on the after show. And we will be back next week to wrap up the cliffhanger that is Abby getting the Joffrey scholarship and all of the things. There's oh, a lot. Yay. Well, thank you, James, for coming on. Yes. Of course. It was so good time. to see you. I think it's been like eight or nine years since I've it's- seen you. I think it's been about that long. Yeah. I saw, I saw Brooke. You went when, to brunch with Brooke and I and Chloe. Yeah. 
and yeah. Teresa. Uh, and yeah. That was kind of amazing because it was really yeah. nice. Well, we'll have to get together. Yes, please. I would love that. Yeah. Definitely. James has retired from ruining people's lives in reality TV. So. Good. Yes. Good. You're better than <laughs> You're that. You're too team. nice for that. Yes. I, the nail in the coffin for me was, I think, Maddie for Otter Dance again later on. I remember the one time when like Maddie forgot something and she hugged me because I was the one that was like right off stage. Yeah. And everyone in like, because we had to wear headsets, you know, to like yeah. get communications. And everyone started screaming at me, like, let go of her, let go of her, let go of her. And I was all like, I was like, yeah, like I'm just, just trying to little, comfort her. She's upset. There's, there's a there's a little girl that's kind of upset right now. Because you're human. Yeah. James, you're sorry. human. And that's why everybody liked you because some of the yeah. other ones were not human. No. I mean, yeah. it's a nine-year-old little girl. Like, yeah. and they could be so hard with them. It's I, I don't oh. understand how humans can be that way, but they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah so there has to be a whole psychological deep dive on that. There has to be, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah. But we'll get into it. We'll unpack it on the after party. All right. Okay. We'll catch you guys over on the after party on Patreon. Thank you. Yay. Jamie. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt. Like naked pizza, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just wanna dance, dance, dance. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.